0: You are listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. If you're a new listener, we cannot thank you enough for tuning into today's episode. Seriously, we don't take it lightly and we're freaking honored that you chose our show to listen to today. And if you love today's show and want to hear more, don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button because we drop new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, every week, and it's, it's pretty rad, if I do say so myself. <laughs> and if you're already a part of the Heart fam and this is like your 100th episode listening, then welcome back. We appreciate you as well, and we just freaking love you. And regardless of which bank you fall in, we're very excited for you to listen to today's incredible, brilliant guest, Jessica Zweig. Jessica Zweig is the CEO of Simply Be Agency, a premier personal brand firm based in Chicago serving clients across the globe, named a personal branding expert by Forbes, a top digital marketer to watch by Inc., And honored with the Gold and Silver Stevie Award for Female Entrepreneur of the Year in 2018 and 2019, Jessica facilitates sold-out workshops and speaks on the power of personal branding to corporations, including Google, Salesforce, Virgin, Nike, and Bank of America. She also hosts the top-ranked marketing podcast, The Simply Be Podcast, and recently launched her book, Be, a No BS Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself. Now, if you struggle with showing up on social media because you feel like it's narcissistic or you're just not confident in showing up online, or you struggle with showing, or you struggle with knowing how to grow a personal brand and showing up online, dude, girl, whoever's listening to this, you better listen to today's show. In today's conversation with Jessica, we cover what personal branding is and what it isn't. Hint, it's not really about you. Sorry, Shannon. (laughs) I don't know why I said Shannon. If your name's Shannon, I'm so sorry. Anyways, uh, we also covered how to grow your own personal brand. We talk about how to handle showing up online when you aren't confident, social media, marketing tips, and how to stand out online with so much noise. Jessica is such a breath of fresh air with her no BS, calming, real approach to today's conversation. And we're just so, so excited for you to get a little dose of encouragement, strategies, and tools to go out and kick butt with your own marketing mindset. You know, if you are ready, let's get started with today's conversation.
1: You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Jessica, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are so freaking stoked to have you here today.
2: Oh my gosh. Evie, Lindsay, you are so kind. I'm so grateful to be on your show. Thank you for having me.
1: Of course. (laughs) This is going to be so fun. (laughs) Let's start off for anyone who maybe doesn't know you and is like, all right, who's this chick we're going to hear from today? What's her deal? Do you want to just give like a rundown of who you are and I guess what's like brought you to where you are today?
2: Sure. I mean, I'll try to make a long story short. You know, currently I am the CEO and founder of Simply Be Agency. So we are a personal branding company. We work with all sorts of clients across different industries, creatives, entrepreneurs, CEOs, executives. We really help people build the brand called them. And we do it in a way that I think is really unique. It's all about not just growing a huge following on social media, which is what we help our clients do, but it's also, what are you here to be in service with? What are you you here to give? And how can we show up on the internet with authenticity and humanity and love? And that's really the truth and the through line through um, all of our client work. And I often say that we teach what we are here to learn ourselves. And so I have been on the path of really over the course of my entrepreneurial career, awakening into my own authenticity, getting out of, you know, the name of the game of being, you know, popular online, which was, you know, all driven by a lot of scarcity and ego into how can I serve? And I started my career actually when I was 26. So I've been around the block for a while. I'm going to be, uh, I'm 39. So I started my career back in 2008 at the dawn of social media, when there was basically no channels except in, uh, Facebook and, and Twitter. And I, mm-hmm. I launched an online magazine and you girls would have loved it. Like it was, it would have been amazing, so up your alley. It was called Cheeky, CheekyChicago.com. Uh-huh. And we covered the city. We were, it was a lifestyle magazine for women. And we grew that audience to a hundred thousand local readers organically. We published 35 articles a week on you know, fashion and fitness and nightlife and restaurants. And it was just this amazing chapter of my life. And I ran that platform for seven years. And during those seven years, I learned a lot, right? It was my first business. Um, never had run a business before. I was a former actress and a waitress. And so I got into like entrepreneurship and I was green as grass. And although we were very successful from the outside in, I made a lot of mistakes internally when it came to money and leadership and just how I was showing up. And it was a beautiful chapter of my life. I'm never gonna like crap on it. It was, it put me on the map, in fact. But, you know, by the end of that journey, I was really out of alignment. Like I was really trying to hustle to be this cool girl because I wasn't cool in high school and middle school. In fact, I was like the biggest nerd ever and had a lot of wounds from bullying and a lot of trauma from just that chapter of my life. And so all of a sudden to be kind of this it girl about town in Chicago in my late twenties, well, you can imagine what that kind of did for my precious ego. And so I was really Mm -hmm. operating out of that blindness for a while and wasn't in the healthiest place by the end of that seven year chapter, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And I ended up having a total breakdown Full on nervous breakdown at the end of that seven years, and just couldn't do it anymore. Essentially, and uh, walked away. Didn't wasn't an easy decision. Wasn't a clean decision. It, I had a business partner. We had kind of made a mess, and it was just it was just my time though to to really follow what I needed to do for me. And it was very hard, but it, as Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things. And so I did it, and I launched Simply Be Agency, basically right away and it was it was a one woman shop it had absolutely no business model i just was going to consult and help people with their brands since i had learned a lot working with major brands as clients for 7 years like nike and bmw and skinny girl cocktails like those were our clients for years and years and so i wanted to really help people with their marketing and overnight essentially i amassed this huge client base because i as founder of this magazine had a personal brand that I didn't even realize I had at that exact moment. And it really set me on this course of like doing it the right way, doing it intentionally, taking my newfound sort of awakening. Like I really had that nervous breakdown was like a breakdown to break through. And I realized, you know, I, I was just not connected to my true purpose. And it had nothing to do with, being a girl about town. It had everything to do with helping other people and really creating community and empowerment and the tools to help other people kind of come alive. And so I had a sauce with marketing branding. I knew I knew that skill. And so I sort of blended them together. And, and after about a year of kind of futzing around with Simply Be not really knowing what it is, I got super clear on the business model eventually and went deep on personal branding and You know, over the course of the last few years, have have scaled it to a seven figure business. Uh, I have 16 employees, many of them are young women um, who I empower every day, and I serve clients globally and work with a lot of big companies. But I believe that the just to kind of tie it back, and then I'll I'll be done. (laughs) Um, This idea of of teaching what we're here to learn, like I can't get up on any platform and preach authenticity like I do with Simply Be, unless I am like on that journey myself. And so that has really been, if I were to look back in 2020 hindsight, my vision of my, my journey, things really started to explode for me and take off for me when I clicked into service and love and tapped out of ego and fear and realized that I had value simply being myself. And it didn't matter how much money I had or followers I had or didn't have. It was me. And that's, that's really what Simply Be is here to, to teach people.
0: Wow, mm. I love that. Thank you for sharing just the whole vulnerable story, Jessica. I think that can a lot of people can relate to your story of mm-hmm. hitting that mental breakdown point. Um, and I just, I love that you said your focus now is like personal branding because I think that's what we were, really want to dive into. Um, just with this episode, I know you're so passionate about it. So I guess diving in, When it comes to marketing a business online and and creating that personal brand, what do you think a lot of people get wrong? Like, what are the biggest misconceptions people have when it comes to trying to build a personal brand?
2: So, there's a lot. There's a lot of misconceptions. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, I mean, I wrote a whole book about it. Seriously, (laughs) I wrote a whole book about it. Just came out um, because I want people to truly, I believe, understand what it can truly do. And also, you know, what it is and what it isn't to your question. So, you know, it's not an act of vanity, like personal branding gets a really bad rap because, you know, the influencer world or, you know, very ego driven CEOs or celebrity. And, and those are people in my view who, you know, aren't really doing it for the reasons I think people should do it. A a personal brand is a 360 degree vision version of your entire life, what you do As much as who you are by your own design, clearly and consistently communicated out into the world to drive your business and ultimately impact. And I think that one of the first things that people need to really understand is what is my identity as a brand? We look at brands in the world like Coca Cola, Starbucks, Apple, BMW, whatever, and we know exactly how they make us feel. They know exactly who they're for. They, we know exactly what makes them different. You have to ask yourself the same questions. You yourself are a brand. And so really defining your core message, your core differentiators, who you're talking to, what makes you different from the same type of people who are trying to reach your same people. Um, What are you, what are you sharing that's consistent online that starts to amass this compound awareness of your brand story? So, these are a lot of questions that people skip, to be frank. They just like, I'm going to start my own personal brand and get online and start sharing and talking to people to promote a thing. When they really kind of miss the strategic know-how of like how to cut through and how to really position yourself as an expert, that's like step one. And then the second piece is just really coming from a place of service, like really truly like, if you look at some really strong personal brands of late, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just name a few your audience might be familiar with. Like Whitney Wolf, who just, you know, sold Bumble. She's the youngest woman to ever take a company public. Like, she worked on her own personal brand throughout the entire development of Bumble. Her story, her why. She makes no apologies that she's a, a working mom. Like, she held her baby at, on stage when they IPO'd. Like, very intentional Personal brand narratives that connected the consumer to the business because she really put herself out there as CEO and was very open. Um, another great example is Sophia Amoruso, like the founder of Girl Boss and Nasty Gal. And she has made a lot of mistakes publicly and, like, has not, you know, knocked it out of the park every time, but just shows up really clear authentic and honest and in service. Like she wants to help other rising entrepreneurs not make the same mistakes she made. And so kind of identify who are some of your role models or really impactful leaders you see in the world that are, I think, checking both of those boxes. They know their narrative, they're crystal clear, and they're also trying to make a positive impact. To me, that is personal branding done well. Mm. I love that.
1: I also feel like uh, Sarah Blakely immediately pops into my head.
2: (laughs) I love her.
1: Yes. I feel like so many female entrepreneurs, like number one inspo for a lot of us is like Sarah Blakely, but she just popped into my head and I was like, let's throw her name in there too. Um, I would love Jessica for you to talk a little bit because you said personal branding isn't, you know, an act of vanity, but an act of service, which is so good. How can someone who might be listening to this, who is like, okay, I'm I'm in the process of building my own personal brand. How do I know if I'm coming at it from the perspective of service or from a place of vanity or from my ego? Do you have any you know, tips or anything to say to that person?
2: Yes. I have a lot of things to say to that person and I've been that person, so I understand. Um, a couple things. Okay. So First and foremost, really simple, uh, high-level question to ask yourself. We'll start with the with the micro, and then we'll go into the macro. So the m- micro is, I want you to genuinely tune in any single time you go to your phone or you go to your screen to share a piece of content. And I want you to, to imagine, visualize a girl, your target audience, some a person on the other side of their phone receiving that piece of content. And I want you to ask yourself, what is this person going to feel? How is this person going to be up-leveled? How can I improve the quality of that person's moment or day or life in sharing this? Like what's in it for her? Ask yourself that with your captions, with your photo, with the, the tone of voice, with the calls to action. Like ask yourself, that honestly, what's in it for her? And if you can't answer that question, don't share it. Mm. Like it's not, there's n- there's no point in you sharing it. Mm. The second thing I'll, I'll offer is an exercise. It's actually from my new book, Be. I just published my book in February. It's called Be a No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself. And in the beginning of the book, I actually have the reader do a bit of homework where they have to identify three to five people, personal and professional relationships, people who love them, they trust them, that would be willing to do this with them, and just ask them all the same exact question, which is, what is my value? What is my unique intrinsic value? And have them all write back their answers, write it out in written form, whether it's a text or an email, doesn't matter, but written form. And what you'll hopefully get is your is your value is what you're what you're giving to people what makes you you what is the heart of the way you do what you do and it's just one big sort of mirror of your greatness to be honest it should be and that will help you really drop in to how to be in service and how to approach your audience and how to approach your clients right when someone or a few people shine that light back to you it gives you a lot of confidence it gives you a lot of clarity and what makes you great at doing and serving what you what you give. So those would be my two pieces of advice from a micro and macro perspective.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. I've always said, like whenever I go to post on social, I think, is this post going to mean something or make someone's literally almost exactly what you said, which is why I love it so much. Um, but just like that thought process, because I think a lot of people don't think that Like they think, oh, okay, I'm trying to market my business or my product or or my brand or whatever. Okay, let's just like, oh, this looks cute. Like, let's do it. Oh, that's a funny quote, whatever. Let's do it. And they're not thinking about how that's going to land. So I love that visualization of visualizing the girl or man or whoever that's going to receive your piece of content and how it's going to make them feel. I I think that's just brilliant. Um, And then the other thing I thought of was just like, when we're leading with service, just like how impactful that is and how you have to know where you're coming from. Like you have to know what you're doing and what you're serving and or who you're serving in order to even serve, if that makes sense, like serve people. Uh, I just, I, I'm blabbing, but I love everything. that you No, I love
2: said. it. You're so sweet. I thank you. Thank you for seeing it. I mean, it's it's, I think something that people don't talk about or think about when the conversation of personal branding comes up. So yeah. I'm glad that we're we're having this conversation. It's really important.
0: Well, something else that I thought of as you were talking was, I think a lot of people in our audience are afraid to show up with their, with, this kind of goes more to like the question of like, branding isn't an act of vanity, which it it shouldn't be. But I think a lot of people think that it is because oftentimes personal branding is associated with pictures of yourself or pictures of your face, right? Or showing up, speaking to the camera, right? And so a lot of people get it into their brain that personal branding is is like, oh, I I think I'm hot or I'm acting too cool for school, right? How do you think, like, what would you say to that mindset, like, of somebody that's afraid to show up because they think they're going to be viewed as narcissistic?
2: Oh, girls! I have so much to say about this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, if you're hot, own and be, know it, own it. Like be, <laughs> own your beauty. Like that's an amazing thing, right? Like, like we should all <laughs> freaking love ourselves and believe in our beauty and celebrate our our ourselves, like inside and out. And if someone is going to be put off because you have self-confidence in your look, then they're not your people. Now here, here's the second point I want to make. However, we all know that we are more than what we look like on the outside and that, you know, it's, you know, beauty is only skin deep, whatever. But the truth is it's an energy, right? So in my view, there's, there's sort of two distinctions between you know, people ask me all the time about authenticity. Like, what is it, Jessica? I wrote a book about it. I talk about it all the time. It's like my message. And they're, they're always like confused in a way because I am very polished and I have a very, like, I have a lot of selfies and I'm always very like stylized. And and they're like, well, how can you be authentic and, and also be that? And I, I don't get that often, but I've gotten that enough, I should say. And I'm always like, well, that is an expression of my authenticity. That is one version of my authenticity. I've worked really hard coming from being, you know, bullied, overweight, horrible skin, like in horribly psychologically abusive relationships with men to like love myself and like feel confident in my own skin. Like I worked really hard to be that authentic version of myself. Now that all being said, authenticity versus inauthenticity in my book is simple. It's love over fear Authenticity mm. shows up as love. Love shows up as service. Love shows up as compassion, kindness, connection, community, collaboration. Right? Inauthenticity shows up as fear, ego, separation, competition, jealousy, um, defensiveness, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so, in my book, girls, it's a it's an energetic impulse. So when I'm looking at a girl that's really beautiful and really putting herself out there in a bright and sparkly way. If she's coming from her ego and maybe that shows up as narcissism, like I'm going to feel that. But I wouldn't be too quick to write off a, a, a girl that's putting herself out there and all of her light and all of her beauty as narcissistic. If you double click into her content, is she, is she coming from love? Is she trying to serve? Is she is she celebrating other women? Is she adding value to your life in other, in real ways? Like I I just have so much, I just think we really need to take down the swords when we look at other women. And honestly, those swords are towards ourselves first Mm -hmm. and foremost, and really clap for a girl or a woman that is in her light and is looking amazing and also being amazing. I really do. I think it's how we're going to truly up level and be the leaders of, of the new planet I think we're building as women when we really truly step forward into celebrating each other.
1: Mm. Mm. Love that. I love that. I think it's also really cool, Jessica, that you just, you know, in my opinion, were so authentic in just sharing you know, I have worked so hard to get to where I am in, you know, my appearance and my confidence and all that stuff. But here's also where I came from. And even, you know, that. Relatability of I've been, you know, overweight or in abusive relationships, or I really struggled with my skin, or you know, whatever that was. You're you're still relating to those girls who might still be in that position. You're not sitting there on a high horse saying, "Oh well, I think I'm beautiful. I've never not felt beautiful, and I don't understand what you're struggling with." You know what I'm like? There's there is an authentic, authenticity and a relatability that you're even sharing in just that simple sentence that I think is one really powerful way that you can stay true to your current self while also, you know, connecting via your past self with girls who might still be in that position and then almost encouraging and showing them that there's a way out of that discouragement, that fear, that, you know, pain, whatever that looks like that they might be dealing with right then and there.
2: Thank you I think it's so important to talk about that stuff all of us have been through so much trauma like all of us no one is safe from like the frailties of humanity and like being yeah. you know raised in in a very polarizing place this place called earth and you know I have a book I keep talking about it that just came out and and my very first chapter of The book is called Embrace Your Shit, and I hope I can swear on your podcast. Um, That's the the title of my my chapter one of the book is Embracing Your Shit. And I don't care if you're like the CEO of a seven-figure company, or you're just starting out as a solopreneur, or you have a million followers on Instagram, or you have a thousand. Every single person has had their heart broken, have failed, have been hurt, have been bullied or for rejected, you know, we've all been through these like spectrums of, of pain. And we've also been through all of these spectrums of, of, of triumph. And when we really integrate both, that's really where we we become magnetic and real with, Mm -hmm. and I think we just need to bring more of that to the table, especially, especially as we grow and ascend And it's not to be like, don't forget where you came from. No, how could you ever forget where you came from? Where you came from is your reason for being. And it has to always be at the forefront of your message. I think that's how you really, truly make a difference in people's lives. And you have a unique opportunity. You have actually a privilege when you have a big platform and you have a big footprint to impact people even more. And so it's especially up to the people who are in those positions to absolutely never forget where they came from yeah um, you know so uh, yeah i I feel obviously really strongly about that so thank you for for shining that back to me absolutely
0: i have a I have a part two to that question that I just asked because i i the first part was like what if people don't want to start a personal brand or show up because they're afraid that they're gonna be narcissistic, but what about the other side where someone's feeling not confident in their looks or who they are and that's what's preventing them from showing up and being themselves and, and marketing a personal brand online. Would you say anything to that person?
2: Oh yeah. Well I I would have a lot to say to that person. I mean, I was that person for a long time. I, you know, the journey to put yourself out into the world is within, not without, that's where it begins. And so the work that you must do to believe in yourself, know yourself has to take priority. Like you have to invest in it. Meaning, I mean, for me, that was working with coaches that was getting rid of toxic friends that was treating my body better that And I don't just mean diet. I mean, just like not partying and like, you know, smoking cigarettes. Like there was a part of my chapter in my life where I, I wasn't good to my body. Um, There was, you know, I read books of people who inspired me. Like I, I watched talks, like I did a lot of inner work to feel more authentic in my own skin and to, and to have people to hold me accountable to that, like coaches and therapists and whatnot. Mm. I also think that you learn your confidence on the job. You got to, you got to just try it. You got to yeah. put yourself out there. You know, you got to not be afraid. You got to feel the fear in fact, and just do it anyway. And you grow the muscle of confidence that way. There's no sort of start line. You just go and things start to accumulate over time. And you, you feel into yourself more and more day by day. And so that would be my advice to that person. Cause I wish there was a shortcut answer to it. Um, but it's not meant to be a shortcut. You know, it's it's actually the whole game.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: That's true. It is always a process. I love that. Okay, Jessica, kind of, kind of pivoting, kind of not. Let's just, ex- I guess, like pull back a little bit from, we were talking about personal branding, but if we backtrack and zoom out just a tiny bit, let's go for an overview look at marketing on social media and what principles or tools would you give to the person who's sitting there trying to serve more people and and grow and help more people on social media. Do you have tools for them, principles, strategies, anything that you would say on like here's something that you need to know to grow that personal brand on social media to reach and serve more people?
2: Yes, so a bunch of things. So first of all, know your channels. So you don't have to be on every single channel. And I think the more we spread ourselves thin across multiple, the the shallower our results are. And so I really would pick your lane. Like if Instagram, is it for you? Like focus on Instagram. If Clubhouse, is it for you? I've seen a lot of people invest a lot in that channel and they're getting so much out of it. TikTok, same thing. Like, I mean this is I know I'm speaking to a different sort of generation if you will like I think Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, LinkedIn's actually really powerful. there's Pinterest there's lots of channels that can serve your mm-hmm. business in the way that only you know is best and so pick your lanes, stay the course. Once you're there stay consistent. I, I, I really don't I don't think you need to post seven days a week but four to five um, you know if we're talking about Instagram, four to five times a week in the grid, on stories as much as possible. Utilize the functions. Like these companies spend billions and billions of dollars on their on their gadgets and their technologies, and they want you to use it. And so when you use it, they reward you in the algorithm. And so play with it, make, make you know, ha- have fun with it. I think engaging with people. Like this is a monologue and excuse me, it's a dialogue, not a monologue. You really want to respond to every comment. Spend time in your DMs, like spend time in your in-mail, like get to know people for, don't look at them as accounts and likes. Mm-hmm. They're humans behind those phones. So yes. really engage with other people's content, make people feel like you care about them as much as you want them to care about you. I think Quality and um, consistency is also really key. So, what I mean by that is, you know, have a point of view, stick to it. Have an aesthetic, stick to it. Have a tone, stick to it. Have a style of content, stick to it. I think people really like to know kind of what they can expect from a brand, and if you're all over the place, people kind of—it's—it's it's actually psychology. Like we—we we don't associate with it if it's if we have too many options and we are mm-hmm. not seeing the same thing. And then the last thing I'll say is just in my view, in the last few months specifically, I mean, I've always worked on growing my brand, but where I really popped was when I started to do IG lives with people. IG lives are really powerful when you kind of can get on someone else's channel and have really meaningful conversations. And then I also think that podcasts are really powerful too, to get yourself you know, as I am doing right now, um, as a Mm -hmm. guest on someone else's show, I think just really trying to get yourself in front of other people's audiences in any way you can, in fact, will help you grow. And, you know, you want to give people something really clear and consistent and valuable when they come and and check you out, right? Because we have like three seconds to make that a yes for someone who's never met us. So you really want to have a clear platform. That's key to growth.
0: All right, let's get real for a minute. How much writing do you have to do every day to market your business? Answer a crap ton. I know, right? (laughs) I don't know about you, but I hate seeing that blinking cursor and it can just take a lot of time to really, really write good copy. And even then you don't know if it will connect with your audience, you know?
1: Yeah, so dude, can we tell you about our favorite find? A solution for creating killer copy. It's called AnyWord. It's a simple platform where you can enter a link or a description of what you want to talk about, and in a click, AnyWord will generate a bunch of marketing copy variations for you to choose from. It is so freaking easy.
0: <laughs> AnyWord creates copy for your Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and so much more. It can even help you write copy for your website, blog posts, sales pages, and emails subject lines. It's just actually insane.
1: Yes. And what we really love about AnyWord is that it also gives you all of the copy and it creates a score. That score shows you what's most likely to convert the best, cutting down on A, B, split testing costs, and saving you time and resources in your marketing budget. So you know it will do well whenever you post it.
0: We freaking love AnyWord, and it can save you just so much time and give you great copy ideas, which leaves you time to focus on what really matters, growth.
1: Yes, AnyWord is free to try, and our friends there have given our heart fam 30% off of your first three months. Just go to AnyWord.com forward slash heart to
0: get started. That's AnyWord.com forward slash heart. That leads me perfectly into the next question, which, like, say your avenue is Instagram. Let's go with Instagram, right? They're so... Like, like you just said, like comments and storing every day. And like, there's just so much. So if you like had to break it down, what's the most important part of building a strong social media platform? Like, do you think it's the quality of your photos, the service in your captions or your stories showing up every day or the way you interact with your followers in DM? Like, do you break down priority or how do you get break down priority when every everything, I can just imagine someone listening to this and being like, that's going to take a
2: full-time job just to be on Instagram, right? Like, how do you break that down? So, I mean, it's so, it's such a good question. So honestly, I think it's, it's really understanding your brand and, and knowing your audience and sticking to the lane. So like, what I mean by that is I'm just thinking of a few friends I know. So like, Sadi Simone, he's a dear friend of mine. He's got like 400, almost 400,000 followers on Instagram. And I've been following him for a long time. When I first started following him, he had like 80,000. This was like a couple years ago. And he was kind of like doing whatever he wanted every single day on Instagram, super authentic and just kind of throwing stuff up on his grid that he felt like that day. And then in the last year, I've, I saw him go super deep on like IGTVs and Reels. And all he posts is videos. It's all his entire grid is videos. And it blew up. And his engagement is phenomenal. Like he has such consistency. And he figured out what he wants his audience to what he wants to, what his audience is actually hungry for. I'm um, another friend of mine, she's actually a client. Her name is Andrew Leboff, and her brand is Dope Ass Mom. And she's a comedian. And she's phenomenally funny and she's beautiful and so she'll post these like high fashion like very beautiful glamorous pictures of herself with like one liners like little quippy like stand up comic like one liners and so when i was working on her brand as my client we started to test like let's do some longer captions let's see you go deeper and kind of tell more stories and they didn't perform as well because her audience had come to expect from her humor and so we we stuck the course and she's exploded. Like she's done a lot of really great, powerful brand collabs and really knows her voice, really knows her message. I just think that, you know, Jasmine Starr is another one that comes to mind. She does Instagram social media education in a really fun, sort of silly, fresh way. And when I go to Jasmine Starr's account, I know that I'm gonna learn tips on social media. Like that's what she does. And so you got to pick your lane and I'm, I'm not saying you need to pigeonhole yourself and only talk about one thing. In fact, my book will really teach you how to open up the depth of your content without losing clarity. But I, I can't stress this enough. Like people are like, I don't know how to grow on social. It's like the bolder you are, the more you take a stance, the more willing you are to be unliked. Um, and not for everyone, the more you're going to actually magnetize your people. And that's that's just a universal principle that has never changed since the dawn of social.
0: So good.
1: That's so, so good. I also want to like, you just mentioned quite a few different like successful people with amazing you know platforms online. And that just brought into my mind, like there are so many different people on social media sharing so many different things what would you say to the person who's sitting there feeling like, well, people are already out there, you know, doing what I want to do or saying what I want to say. And it just feels like there's so much noise, so much chatter. What would you say to the person wanting to like cut through that noise and stand out and really serve a specific group of people? Is there any advice or encouragement you would give to them?
2: Yes. I mean no one is you. Like, I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. And you, you have to come back to that. That is your superpower. And I I would encourage that person to just tune in to what makes them them, what lights them up. What's the thing that they have to give that no one else has like define that. Okay. F- stick with that and start there. I would really encourage you to manage your screen time. Um, like yeah. really, like stop the scrolling, stop the the gazing at the stories, like yeah. unfollow people that trigger you, unfollow people that make you feel small. Like I, I have done that. I've done that recently. Like we all suffer from that comparison, imposter syndrome game. And you are responsible for your own social media experience. And so the more you're sort of looking outward at all of these other people and, and projecting all of the story that they're better than you or further along than you are bigger than you, that you're just doing, your, you're, you're totally relinquishing your own control and power. Um, mm-hmm. And so I would really come back to what, what am I here to give and think about your audience. Like, I mean, I'll be honest with you girls. Like when I launched my book I've never felt more small, even though I had this huge launch. I sold 7,000 copies. I hit number one on Amazon. There was no. like so, so much noise around my book. And I still didn't feel like I was successful at my book launch. It was really messed up, actually. So I really relate to this. And I'll just say that I, I had to I had to drop in because so many people have read this book, right? and And they DM me. And they'll, they'll send me emails and they'll tag the book. And I really try and stop in those moments as busy as I am in a particular day. And I will allow that message to hit my heart. Okay, mm-hmm. so I didn't make the New York Times bestselling list. I thought I would. My publisher told me I would. I didn't. Well, who cares? I'm changing someone's life. Someone read yeah. my book and started yeah. her business because of it. So to the girl that's listening, like forget the the accolade, the the FOMO, the Instagram following, that's all vanity metrics and ego coming from not even you, but from a made up system and get back to the basics of like why you do what you do and why it really matters. Mm -hmm. That's my advice to that.
0: That's so smart because I think so many people are looking at the vanity metrics. They're looking at accolades. And that's just even a good reminder for me, like, and 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 even anyone listening i bet you anything to the person listening if you go to your dms or your email you have an email or a dm from somebody whether it was a client or a friend that is a very genuine like hey you changed my life or hey you really helped me with this and i think yeah jessica that's just a really good reminder to really settle with those and appreciate those moments cuz it's so easy like, I do this all the time. I, I'll i get a really sweet message and I'll be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, that was so, that touched my heart. But then like, I don't let that moment sit with me, like you said, and I'll just move on to the next thing. And it's like, no, like, appreciate the fact that like, you just impacted somebody and changed their life or made them realize something or unlocked a key to whatever. I don't know. But I think that's just such an important reminder for people um, that they really need. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs>
2: You're welcome. You're welcome. I mean, I saying it. I'm, I remind myself, <laughs> like it's my yeah. message too. You know, it's it's hard. It's really yeah. real. I guess yeah. right? sure. I'm not going to deny that.
0: Yeah. I, I think have a, it's.
2: Oh, sorry. Continue. No, you're good.
0: <laughs> I
1: think I think it's it's so easy as humans to focus on what we're not doing instead of what we're doing, and you see that across all, like. Industries across all, you know, age groups and and whatever it doesn't matter. It's just human nature that we focus on what we're not doing or the negative. Like you know, if we get a hundred nice messages and one negative one, we're going to pay attention to the negative one. Like why is that? I have no idea. It's just how we're wired that that hits us deeper but being very intentional to sit and to celebrate our our milestones and our victories and our, our good moments or to sit and learn from, you know, the mistakes or the failures and to focus and actually soak in and appreciate the nice comments and then sit and assess, you know, is this negative one actually constructive criticism that I can learn and grow from or is it, you know, unnecessary hate that i can just toss to the side like actually taking time i think with each one of those situations and being very intentional to really focus on what we are doing versus what we're not is just a game changer for your mindset as an entrepreneur especially
2: i uh, yes i mean that's part of the that is actually like 90% of it is is yeah. is mindset
0: you yeah. know
2: when when you're an entrepreneur it is an emotional roller coaster, mm-hmm. and it is a choice every single day to show up. Just you're you're gonna get dinged. You're gonna feel like you're not there. You're gonna have a lot of scarcity and fear, perhaps, and you have to show up anyway. And mm-hmm. that, to me, is like the real, like metal of like a like a true entrepreneur is the 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 mindset, not not the, not the platform, but the mindset. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Well, speaking of mindset, I just thought of this question and I I think it's helpful for anybody that's listening that when they hear people talking that have achieved success and like, Jessica, you're incredible. But I feel like people would be like, okay, that person got there. Like they never fail. So is there like, I think it's really relatable to share stories of failure or like, hey, like I did something and I messed up or I thought this would, this business venture would work and it didn't. Is there any Thing that in your just business journey that you've tried and it didn't work out the way you thought, or even it's, if it's mindset focused, just anything that would maybe resonate with somebody that's feeling like if they try they'll fail, or that they're just like they can't be successful.
2: Oh yes, girls, I've failed a lot. <laughs> I fail <laughs> all the time. Um, I I feel compelled to share. I think my biggest failure and it's actually how i open up my book i open up my book b with this story and i'll i'll share it with you you know right now i ran my magazine cheeky chicago for 7 years and it was the biggest online platform in the city of chicago for women we were the it platform we were kind of like refinery 29 right for for the women of the chicago land area and everyone looked at us as this super successful business and we actually were in $75,000 worth of debt. And mm. towards the end, we had like no money and I had to like, not only was there debt, there was no pipeline and I was absolutely broke. And I had, they were going to turn off my phone bill. at and was, was going to turn me off and I, I needed my phone and I was 33 when this, when this took place, I was like an, a working adult and my parents had no idea. And I had to go home to my parents' house in the suburbs uh, and ask them to help me pay my phone bill because I didn't have any money. And I had borrowed money from my boyfriend who's now my husband actually. And he was like, no more. And it was a really tough part of our early days of our relationship to be fa- to be frank. And anyway, so my parents, um, cut me a check to help me pay my phone bill and i that was the day that i i had never experienced so much shame like talk about feeling like a failure at mm. life and um i'm here to say that you know that well that day really did sort of turn things around it was a breaking point for me it was a a total crossroads moment that shifted me into responsibility because i was honestly acting like it was all happening to me versus by me and you know, that, that victim mentality wasn't serving me. And so switching and tapping out of that really was life-changing, but I guess I'm here to say that I didn't die. Um, you know, I, I, no one died. I, (laughs) I, 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 survived. I, I learned a lot of lessons. I crawled my way out of that debt. I did a lot of personal development work and, cleaned it up and, and step-by-step, day-by-day, bit-by-bit. And I ended up, you know, building a seven-figure company five, six years later and have given 16 people jobs and Mm served clients all over the world. And, you know, wrote a book and, and, and all of, all of that really came to be, not because I figured out how to pay my own, pay off the debt or sell a, a client better. Like, no, all of that came from my understanding that that failure did not define me—that mm-hmm. I have value despite what's in my bank account—I, I, because I breathe, I matter. Because I was born, I have value. Like that mm-hmm. understanding shifted everything for me. Yeah. And so, failures—failure is, failure is part of it—and it—it—it will—it will give you so much.
1: Mm. I love that. I think every entrepreneur needs to understand, learn, figure out, just realize that failure is just a learning experience and it is such a part of the process. Like it doesn't matter who you are. You are never exempt from failure. It's going to be a part of the journey and you get to choose kind of how to, uh, walk through it, whether it, it, destroys you or it's a stepping stone in a learning experience. And I love hearing from you, Jessica, just how you took that season of, you know, quote unquote failure and you used it to learn and to grow and to catapult you to where you are today.
2: Thank you. I I, I did. And I think that that's, here's, here's what I'll say about about failing is like, if you're not failing, you're not risking. And if you're not Mm -hmm. risking, you're not really going for anything. Yeah, And I I would rather go for it all and fall on my face a few times knowing that I'm playing big and I'm living my life out loud and I'm doing what I meant to do and I'm not playing it safe. And that's, that's worth everything.
0: Mm, that's so
2: good
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it all right well Jessica we ask this question to pretty much every guest and you may have already answered it just in somewhere in this conversation but in case you didn't or you want to give another answer as well we just love to hear from you like what is the biggest lesson you feel like you've learned in your years of business
2: oh my gosh so good wow Sorry, we just kind of laid that one
0: on yeah, you. Yeah, we're just like here,
2: <laughs> here, bomb. I <laughs> no, I love it, it's so good. I only like having conversation. I can't do small talk. Like, this is my jam. All yeah, so right, <laughs> let me think about this. Um, you know, I just think that it's like the best piece of advice I actually ever got was when I was starting my magazine, my first business back in like 2008, and I got in touch with this woman named Danny Levy, who started this magazine called Daily Candy, and she had just sold it for $130 million to Comcast. And I reached out to her cold, asking her if she would mentor me basically. And she freaking wrote me back and said, yes, I got on a plane. I flew to New York. I met her for drinks and I was starting a magazine that wasn't all that different than hers. And I asked her, the first question was, how do I make money? I want to monetize this thing and like how do I do that? She said to me, don't focus on making money. Focus on building a beautiful platform for the women you want to write it for and just focus on that and the money will come. Mm-hmm. And I never forgot that and I, I I just think the best piece of advice that I I live by, you know, is a version of that which is just like care about people. Like treat yeah. people like you you care, genuinely care about them, show up for them, go the extra mile for them, whether that's your clients, community, or employees, and people will rise up to meet you. And that is really how you create loyalty. That's how you, you create community, that's how you create results. And and so I just think we need to operate in business from humanity and from love. And and you will always win.
1: Mm, that's beautiful
2: that's so good
0: Uh, Jessica thank you so much for being on the show and just giving us such wisdom on honestly yes personal branding and social media but also life Uh, (laughs) I feel like this was the best girl chat so for anybody that's listened that wants to just get to know you more that wants to check you out read your book and all the things where can they find your book your
2: socials just where can they check you out they can come find me on Instagram at Jessica Zweig. Um, very easy to find there. I'm very yellow. You can't miss the bright yellow. Um, <laughs> go, um, go pick up my book, Be a No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, local bookstores, all the places. And then you can go to jessicasweig.com and learn more about me and my my agency, Simply Be, over there.
1: Perfect. Amazing. Jessica, you are incredible. Thank you so, so much for today's conversation. I'm so excited to see how our listeners just receive it how it impacts them and all of the good stuff.
2: Oh, well, you girls made it easy. I loved it. It was so fun <laughs> to talk to you. You're so present. You're so engaging and beautiful questions. And Aww. honestly, thank you for having me on your platform. It's, it's a true honor. Of it's course. been a joy. <laughs>